Welcome to the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Main, awesome wife and dog mom for life. I'm a sex therapist turned sex coach, and I run a successful business selling relationship enhancement products. I absolutely love talking about all things sex. So you can expect this podcast to explore all things related to women's sexual health because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you discover and embrace what brings you pleasure so that you can own your sexual self. If that sounds good to you, then keep listening and let's fucking do this. Hello, hello, I am back. And I just need to say, I am a thousand percent grateful that podcasting does not require you to have your shit together. Uh, If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm just coming off of a 21-day cleanse that Danny and I started the beginning of January, and that required no dairy, no gluten, no bread, no artificial flavoring, no alcohol, no fatty, starchy carbs. I mean, literally, we cut so much out of our diet for 21 days, and I'll say it has given us so much more energy, clarity, focus, better skin, better sleep. Um, I mean, it's just been great. We're both feeling great. So anyways, last night was our first time drinking. We celebrated a friend's birthday. And when your body doesn't have alcohol for over a month, uh, because really I didn't drink before that since New Year's Eve was the last time. So it had been over a month for me. Um, That is not fun. (laughs) It is it is struggle bus 2.0 over here right now for Rachel. I was just snuggled up so cozily on my couch, and then I don't know what it was, but it hit me. I'm like, oh fuck, today is Sunday, and I don't have a podcast scheduled to go out in the morning. <laughs> so here we are. I am pulling through for you guys, for all you listeners. I appreciate you all showing up every week for this podcast. I love hearing your feedback about the episodes. I love when you screenshot listening and post them to your social media and tag me. That really just literally fuels my soul. Um, That also is a great way for promoting me and helping me market this podcast because it truly is information that I feel everybody, everybody needs. So Oh, anyways, we are going to bust through this episode today. I am pumped because even though I was sitting so closely on my couch and thought, oh, fuck, I need to record something. Sometimes when that happens, and if you're a podcaster yourself, I'm sure you can relate. Sometimes when that happens, I'm like, what am I going to talk about? (laughs) Right? The world of sex, there's literally a million and 500 times trillion things that I could record an episode about but yet when it comes down to that pressure of oh my gosh what what am I gonna say what am I gonna tell these people what do they want to hear about um yeah it's it's like a writer's block almost it's like a podcaster's block uh but not today because luckily I've been in creativity mode I'm in my follicular slash almost in ovulation phase so my energy is high my creativity is high and um despite feeling hungover yesterday and all this week I've been working to record all of the modules for my sexual confidence academy that program um, has been something that I've ran a few times and it's really just adapted and evolved over time and so this time uh, I really expanded on the program I really broke it down and made it more of a do-it-your-own-pace 
uh, type of program, which I think is is helpful for a lot of people. And when I pulled my audience on on social, that's really what I heard from them. They didn't want that commitment of, okay, I need to commit for the next four to six to eight weeks, however long a program is, really having something that is more do it on your own pace, but still having that accountability there to continue showing up, although you have the time to do it whenever you want. Um, that's really what I'm going for with Sexual Comps Academy. So this is exciting because once I'm done with recording all of these things, that information is there to live. And so you'll see I'll be enrolling uh, Sexual Comps Academy just a few times a year. So if you're listening to this in real time, uh, enrollment is closing this uh, Tuesday. So that'll be February 8th. 2022. So if you're interested in that program, go over to rachelmain.com, click on Sexual Comps Academy. All the details are there and I would love to have you. It's a great, freaking amazing program. So all that goes to say yesterday when I was recording the foreplay module, which definitely by far is my favorite, favorite module in the entire Sexual Comps Academy, one of the slides, one of the topics that I was talking about in that module was the five different initiation styles. And so when I had my moment on my couch just a few minutes ago, I'm like, oh, perfect. Because I remember recording that module yesterday and thinking, I could, I need to do a podcast on this. This is, this is really good stuff. This is something that I haven't um, spoken about to people yet. So I'm excited to share these things with you, um, especially in my coaching uh, initiation is something that a lot of people struggle with. And it and it doesn't really even matter if you are male or female or what gender you are. Initiation for just people and humans in general can be very scary. Um, so many of us are, you know, we have that fear of rejection, um, which definitely comes up when you're thinking about initiating sex. So that's what our podcast is about today. We are talking, again, the five different initiation styles. This is from sex therapist Petra Zebroff, and this is from her sexual initiation scale of arousal, and she basically identifies five general initiation styles um, from this model. And I am taking this directly from, you've heard me mention this before, but the book Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. I have the workbook that goes along with that. So this is straight from the workbook. Um, this, you guys, this workbook seriously is so incredible. I think it is something, a really great tool for people that are trying to understand their bodies, um, just in a more sexual, deeper way. And it literally says a practice guide to the science of sex. So it is a little sciencey, but that's the stuff that we are we're missing. That's the stuff that we're lacking in our, in our lives now, you know? So anyways, I'm excited to share these five different ones with you. So you have uh, the five types are the provocative seduction style, the sensual touch style, the emotional connection style, the sex talk style, and the power play style. Um, and if you don't already follow me on Instagram, now is going to definitely be the time. It, I'm found on Instagram at the Rachel Main because I am super excited to work with uh, my husband this week and create some reels for you all to go along with these different uh, seduction styles, really helping act them out and explain them, you know, just in a different way. So if you like listening to this podcast, great. If you like watching videos and you like funny things, <laughs> uh, my reels are generally pretty funny. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm into my own horn. They're, they're hilarious. All right. So um, anyways, again, you can follow me on Instagram at the Rachel main. I have also been sharing my reels to TikTok as well as Facebook reels. Uh, again, just really trying to reach as many people as possible with this information. So if you are on any of those platforms, you can see them. But 
Instagram is is truly the the place that I show up every day. Uh, that is that is really my most I would say authentic space. Um, Facebook too, but um, yeah, definitely with Instagram, it's uh, that's my first go to when I'm posting and, and whatnot. So. All right, let's jump into these. So you got your provocative seduction style. Um, and so it, it is the game of seduction that gets them to feel that erotic connection. If you identify with this style, they want to see your desire for them with a little skin, signs of arousal, undressing or posing for their delight, being approached with provocative teasing, playful hints or words of desires, uh, such as I want you, I need you right now. This helps them feel erotic. So when you're listening to this, and this might be an episode you want to share with a partner as well, you're going to be listening to these five different ones. And kind of, if you're listening, obviously you're probably driving or something, but taking those mental notes like, oh yeah, that sort of, that feels like me, or that, that seems to be my, how my partner is. Cause many of these that all five of them, you've probably experienced in your life. And so just thinking, you know, I would go through this first thinking for yourself, um, but I think it's just nature that for us to think about if you are in a relationship, oh yeah, that's that's totally my husband, that's totally my partner, it's totally my wife or whatever, you know. So uh, that is your provocative seduction style. The sensual touch style. So this is somebody that um, enjoys that caressing. So caressing the neck to massage or even direct contact um, to the genitals for caressing and touching. Physical touch is really what creates a context that opens them up to erotic connection. So if you have listened to my love languages podcast, or you already know about the love languages, the sensual touch style, you'll see how each of these kind of fit into the love language as well. So the sensual touch style is going to be definitely somebody that has physical touch as their love language. That is probably going to be their desired initiation style as well. All right. And this, when I say that, this might be, when I say desired, that could be them they display that because oftentimes how we prefer to be loved based on our love language is also how we give love because that's how we like to receive it as well. So the same thing goes kind of for these initiation styles. All right, your third one is the emotional connection style. And this is a person that responds to sweetness, romantic gestures, or connecting conversations, demonstrating of love and sharing are, are central to them moving into the erotic realm. So being generally seen and understood by a partner creates a context that opens them up to an erotic connection. Now, these people, when you're thinking of love languages, they are probably the ones that are more your words of affirmation people, maybe even acts of service, given that they like to be seen and understood by a partner. So those two, again, if you're thinking you're trying to cross-reference these with the love languages, that's that would be my guess for those. All right, your fourth one is the sex talk style. So here's where we in, insert dirty talk. And that's another great episode if you haven't listened to that one yet. And that wasn't too long ago. So whether it's hearing how sexy they look or being told what their partner wants to do to them, direct sexual words are really what create a context that opens up eroticism for this person. So again, dirty talk episode. Yes, yes, yes. I highly recommend it. It's a fun one. It's a playful one. And your fifth style is the power play style. This one is going to be more for my bold people. Maybe these people like to dabble in um, more sort of bondage and kink and BDSM type things. All right. So the focus, attention, and creating 
a power differential, either being in control or being controlled are the contexts that open up this erotic connection. So being approached with confidence and urgency is key for someone that displays the power play initiation style. So again, this is going to be a lot of, of, of power and control, a lot of role playing maybe in this instance. So yeah, so that one I would say if it scares you a little bit, um, and with all of these really, even I would say the sensual touch, you know, being touched by somebody or even feeling seen by somebody can be scary for a lot of people that that's pretty vulnerable, you know? Okay. So I wanted to share with you, um, the, the, the range of different initiation techniques that you can use for each of these. Again, I'm taking this right from the come as you are workbook. Um, so that way you can really think through these a little bit more in detail. And this is a great time for you to, if, if you are listening in this space where you can make a list, really listing these out, crossing them off um, as they don't seem fit to you so that you are left seeing basically what your initiation style is. And generally you're going to have probably one or two styles that are most appealing to you while the others are really going to be like, meh, you know, okay, maybe once in a while, but they're really not going to be your go-to. Um, and so just as we have with our desire styles, we talked about that, you know, your exciters and your blockers, most people have, a, most people are a mixture of more than one. However, it's going to be depending on the context. So, and with this, with arousal, just because it activates the, the exciter doesn't necessarily mean that it's pleasurable. So this is a, again, a great exercise to do with your partner. And this again, is coming right from this workbook. So it's, it's great for you to do with your partner and see what really, again, works for you as an individual and also what works for your partner and then what works for the two of you together. All right, so getting into the different techniques here. So the provocative seduction, so that was the first one that we mentioned. So this will be somebody that that might send, a, send or show a sexy picture, takes a provocative pose or shows more skin, hints or jokes about sex, engages in sexual planning of an event or a scene, wears or doesn't wear certain articles of clothing, undresses for their partner, or tells them directly that they want to have sex. So that was all under the provocative seduction style. Your sensual touch techniques. So caressing all body parts, including the non-sexual parts. Again, these people want to feel seen. Kisses or caresses on the neck. Starting slow, giving soft, gentle kisses. Touching the back and butt. Wakes me up with sexual kisses and sexual touch strokes my chest or plays with my nipples and gives me a massage. Those are all your sensual, sensual touch people. I already know I am definitely a sensual touch person. I feel like all of those are in my wheelhouse for sure, uh, which makes sense because I am a sensual lover when it comes to the erotic blueprint, which is also a upcoming topic that I plan to record on because that was another one that came up when I was recording for Sexual Compass Academy. Uh, I realized that I we have done the erotic blueprint. Uh, if you watch the show on Netflix, Sex, Love, and Goop, you might know a little bit about erotic blueprints. And uh, yeah, I definitely want to record an episode on that very soon. All right, my friends, your emotional connection techniques. So this person acts genuinely interested in what I have to say, arranges quality time such as a romantic dinner or event, addresses concerns or worries that I might have, makes me laugh easily, 
and laugh a lot, engages in romantic, deep conversation, tells me how much they love me, and does something genuinely caring or thoughtful. So that's going to be your emotional connection. All right, now your sex talk style. Tells me how sexy I am or how much they desire me. Tells me the things that he or she wants to do to me. Talks dirty to me and sends me a sexy message. I will say that's likely number two for me. <laughs> All right, and then lastly, your power play style. So this, these techniques are going to be maybe involving pushing up against a wall or a bed, taking charge of situations, is rough or forceful, demands they have me immediately, approaches me from behind, or surprises me or is spontaneous. So that would be your power play style. And all of this goes to say that when it comes to your sexual pleasure, you do not have to wait for the mood to strike. That is something that I think a lot of people are expecting because, again, if you've heard the desire episode, you know, we know that 80% of us fall into this uh, responsive desire and 20% of us fall into the spontaneous desire. Again, if you're a woman listening to that, it's that 80-20. Whereas for men, it's about 80% of men are spontaneous and 20% of men are responsive. So for women specifically, that's how our desire typically works is that we need the stimuli to happen for us to react to it in a desire and arousal type of way. So waiting to be in the mood too often really means that you're waiting for your life to be calm enough or for you not to be stressed or for everything to be, you know, going good because many of us were in this state of stress for years at a time or waiting for the mood. It really means you're literally going to be waiting forever because although one stressor might be put out, there's always going to be something else going on, right? So stop waiting for, again, the right time. Um, and really what happens when you're in this space, when you're consistently just waiting and waiting and waiting, it, it worsens. The more you wait, the more frustration you're going to feel, the more that isolation is going to happen. Your worry starts to build up between your partner. You might start to think those intrusive thoughts like, am I broken? Are they broken? Is our relationship doomed? Right? So the mood comes when there's enough stimulation on the exciters and enough of your blockers turned off. And a great way to really help your, your partner's blockers turn off is to make sure that they feel attractive, supported, admired. And that this is crucial under no obligation to want sex. Let me say that part again. A great way to help your partner's blockers turn off is to make sure that they feel attractive, supported, admired, and there is no obligation to want sex, okay? So that's totally going about this the wrong way. If you're starting to do these things, if you're starting to pay extra attention to your partner, say the nicer things, start to love them more on their love languages and maybe even their erotic blueprint style, um, that is that, that, that sucks, right? That, that feeling sucks when you're on the other end of that because the, if you're doing it with only the intentions to have sex, that is really not coming from a good space. And I'll tell you, in couples that they feel that continuous love and admiration from their partner, sex seems to happen more naturally and in a more connective way for those individuals. All right. 
So that is going to be it for this episode. I hope that you again enjoyed these initiation styles. I'm excited to create some reels for you around uh, these. So again, follow on Instagram at the Rachel Main if you don't already. And um, if you have questions about this, of course, reach out anytime. And again, enrollment for Sexual Comps Academy is closing on Tuesday, February 8th. Uh, the program will not open enrollment again until likely summer, possibly even fall. So definitely get in on that. It is a great, great, great tool for you, your partner, um, just honestly packed with so many great things to take you on your own sexual confidence journey. All right, my loves, I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a thing. And if you loved it so fucking much, be sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see you next week. And until then, keep owning your sexual self.